Good morning, Facebook world. This is Christian DeVries, the host of the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast. And today I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm coming to you live right here on Facebook Live with our show. And I want to do this a little bit differently today because I just had an incredible opportunity to attend the Global Sports Institute's first, and this is the first, the inaugural Global Sports Summit. And the Global Institute, the Global Sports Institute is, is housed on the campus of Arizona State University. And Dr. President Crow has brought in some amazing people to create this Global Sports Institute to make an impact on sports and what we are seeing happen in sports. So I wanted to just share with you what I learned during my day and a half at the Global Sports Institute's Global Sports Summit and what we were able to share there. And so what exactly is the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast? Let's talk about that for just a second. So about six months ago, I really wanted to look into and share my lessons that I've learned over the years of being a coach from my mentors, you know, I, the, the people that I have studied. And so when I really looked at these people I've studied and what they've brought to the table and how they've influenced me as a coach, one of the things came very clear to me. There was five key things that I saw that they all had. And those five things were, number one, every single one of the people that I looked up to had mentors themselves. And they learned their lessons from their mentors and they shared those, lenters from, they shared those lessons from their mentors. Number two, all of them had some form of a daily habit that they contributed to their success or to their significance. Number three, all of these successful coaches that I followed, besides having mentors and having a daily habit, were continually learning. They were always reading something. They're always learning something, and they were sharing with what they were learning. Number four, they, they embraced adversity and failure. They knew that their growth came from where they embraced that failure and adversity. And finally, number five, they all left a legacy. A, a, a legacy. They, they wanted to leave a legacy. So what we have done with the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast is we have actually taken these five components of, of, the, of these people that have influenced my life, and we want to share their stories with you. So we break down our podcast very much like we would a sports game. We have a pregame where we give kind of an introduction to our to our listener to our who our guest is, and in the first half, we really address who their mentors were. We ask them questions about their mentors and what they've learned. When we go into halftime, we do speed questions in halftime. We treat halftime like you might, like a coach might treat a halftime in a game. What are two to three little points that we can give you to help you become significant in the second half of your life? So we ask them the speed questions about what they're learning. What are their quotes? What are their daily habits? And that's what our halftime's all about. In the second half, we talk about that adversity and failure. What are they learning through through adversity and failure? How have they embraced adversity and, and allowed them to grow? And then we go into the locker room at the end of the game, and that's where we talk about the legacy questions. So I don't have a guest today. What I'm going to share with you is some lessons I learned from this global sports summit that I attended, the first global sports summit to be, to be housed, hosted by Arizona State's Global Sports Institute. And I can, I'm going to go ahead and go like I did in, in the game and how we address things in the game and what I learned through this event. And then I'm going to talk about some of the guests we're going to bring on the show in the future that I met while I was at this event. 
So let's talk about the first half of mentors. What do we know about our mentors? We know our mentors are going to stretch us. We know they help us grow. We know they help us see what we can't see. I went to the social on Thursday night, and I, I'm at the social, and this social was about bringing everybody together to, to, to really celebrate this entire event. And what I loved what Arizona State did and what the, what the Global Sports Institute did is they had all the students there. The students were invited to this social. The students were allowed to come and interact with all these business professionals, the, these experts coming out of the sports world, these people that were going to be speaking the next day. And rather than really networking with all the, all the, the big to-do people that were there, and, and I did, I talked, to, I talked to a number of different people, I spent time talking to these students. I, I was just, I was blown away by what these students had to share with about their journey in sports. And what I loved even more is them asking me about my journey. What, the, the power of the mentorship was starting to take place. And, and I, I was learning from, you know, I, I'm going to be the first to admit, this is my first live event on, on Facebook Live. I'm not, the most, I'm not the most adept on this whole social media, but I'm realizing I need to become that. I need to be because it's going to be important to how I get my message out. And as I was talking to these young men and women, listening to their passion for sports, listening to the passion they want to change sports, and then just wanting to ask questions of me. You know, I've, I've spent the last year and a half asking a lot of questions myself. And, and Thursday night, I got to answer questions and speak into their lives and speak into their journeys and what they were doing. And so what are some of the lessons that I've learned with, with talking with these young men and women about, what, about their journey? Here's the first lesson I learned. They're passionate about sports and the impact sports can make in our lives. That, that's refreshing. You know, I, I hate to say this, folks, but I'm, I'm about three weeks away from my 50th birthday. Now, 30 years ago, I thought 50 was old. <laughs> you know, I thought 50 was old. And now here I am, I'm going to be 50. I'm like, man, I'm not that old. But I'm, I'm now sitting around these, these young, eager, these young, eager um, students that were, I was there. I was there just 30 years ago. And they have a real passion that sports can make a major difference in our lives. Yes, Rick, 50. I know. I, 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 I just, I, I'm probably just getting up to where you're at now, right? <laughs> um, so when, when, we, when we're really talking about th this passion they have, it's refreshing, and we need to listen to them. We need to engage them. We need to ask them questions about how they think we can change what's happening in our world of sports. What is the impact sports can have on our society? And so that, that was really, really exciting um, when I was listening to them and, and having, what they had, having them share with me what they had to, to do. Number two, what I learned is besides their passion, they have real ideas. I mean, they have real ideas about what they can do. Uh, ideas from how, how, do, how can we use social media to impact sports? How do, how do we give a voice to young athletes? How do we address the inequalities that we see that are happening because of sport? We often talk about sport as bringing us together. 
But the reality is there are still some major inequalities that are happening in sports, and these young people are, are, are able to identify these. And I think we identify them more. We're becoming more aware of these inequalities that we're seeing through sports because of the social media that's out there. And so these young men and women are, are saying there is this issue that's out there, and we need to figure out a way to change it and how we're going to go about changing it. And so they have a passion. They have ideas. And they want to ask questions and learn. How often do we get going in our day-to-day life that we just forget to stop and listen and allow people to ask questions? Real learning happens through those questions. And so as as I listen to these young men and women and allow them to ask me questions, I was like, wow, I, th- this is part of what my legacy is and that I can start to, to, to allow them. So here's my challenge with you guys on this, on, on this idea of this mentorship. Here's my challenge for, for, for anyone. You know, and our, my message is all, I love talking with coaches and helping coaches become better coaches and not beyond, and really beyond the X's and O's. Maybe part of your session, just ask some questions of your kids. What are they doing today? What are they passionate about today? What, what do they want to learn about? And how can you, can you incorporate that into what's happening in your sessions to help them make a more meaningful connection to sport? Because when we make that meaningful connection to sport, powerful things will really begin to happen. So I want to share with you a few things that, that happened at the, at the event. So there was a social on Thursday night. And then on, on Friday, we, there was an opening, and we had a, a, an opening that we actually got to meet the new CEO of Adidas Sports and how he has changed Adidas Sports from being maybe one of the you know, third or fourth biggest company in, in the sports shoot market to now they are growing to be the number one company in the United States and their journey into doing that. And here's one of the things that he wrote down. I, I want to just talk about something that Mark King wrote down that I thought was really powerful. Mark King wrote this down, and this is something I, I'd encourage you to really think about. As a leader, you are required to respond to today. But you are responsible for tomorrow. Think of that, that for a second. As leaders right now, we, we have to respond to what's happening to us today. But we must take responsibility for the future and what's going to happen in the future. So what is happening in the future? And can we take responsibility for the next step in our journey? And how are we going to do that? And what's that going to look like? And so he shared with us, number one, he shared with us, you know, find faith partners. Find faith, find people that believe what you believe, that have faith in what you're trying to do. And I thought that was really powerful that we need to align ourselves with faith partners. He next said, start with the vision. You have to have a vision of what you want to do. You're coaching a team. This is not about winning and losing, folks. Coaches, it's not about the wins and the losses with our kids. Okay, what we want to talk with our kids about is we want to talk about what their vision is for life and how can we use sport to help them. So start with the vision and then you have to change the mindset. What is your mindset going to be? How are you going to change your mindset? 
Those of you that have followed me on the journey of sports significance, the videos I've been sharing about my journey with Paradise Valley Community College, I've talked about this idea of mindset, that we have to have a new mindset and what we are going to do. It's not about a mindset of winning at Paradise Valley Community College. My mindset is not about winning. My mindset is that we want to become the best possible place to play college soccer in the valley. And I'm talking about the Valley of the Sun. We want to be a place for the first-generation kid to have a chance to change their life through being able to play sport, but more importantly, getting that education. So what is the vision that you have for your programs? And, and, and so Mark King was talking about that. He says, do you have a business model? And here's what he said about the model. I've been really, as an entrepreneur, been focusing on what is my business model going to be? What is, you know, and I look at all these different business models. And what, what, what Mark King said, he said is, don't follow the rules. Don't follow the rules. Create the rules. What an impactful statement there for just a second. Let's just digest that for just a second. What does that mean? He's not saying we don't prescribe to a set of rules. We still need to prescribe to a set of rules on what we're doing. But you don't have to follow the rules of somebody else. Create your own rules. Create your rules based on what your vision is. Create your rules on how you want to play the game. And then speak into those rules and create the realities out of those rules that you found. And here's the thing. This, this is, goes for business. This goes for, this goes for coaching a team. Start to create the rules in which you're going to operate. And I, I think that's just so powerful in how he said that. Here's the other thing that, that what, what, this is what Adidas did. This is what Adidas did in, in their growth. Okay, so where they were 18 months ago, where they were two years ago, what he sat there and said is we started to recreate the rules. When we, when we created a vision for what we wanted Adidas to become, we really looked at we wanted to find out where culture and sports intersected, and that's where we can make the impact. This message is for the coaches out there. Okay, coaches, where are sports and culture intersecting? And that's where you can make the greatest impact on your players. It's not just about the sport. You have to know where your kids are coming from. What is the culture that they are in? And when you can combine that culture, okay, that culture with sport and find that intersection, that's where you're going to make an impact on these kids. And then the, finally, what is it? What are you as an athlete interested in? beyond being an athlete. What, what are you interested in beyond being an athlete? When we're talking about sport, when we're talking about making an impact on sport, what are we interested in beyond sport that we can use sport to make the impact? And that was just the opening of the, of the conference. That was, just the, that was just the opening with Mark King of the conference. Then our next guest, the keynote speaker, that came on. When we talk about our keynote speaker that came on, we, we, we had this young gentleman come on, Mr. Epstein, and he's talking about the gene of sport, how we developing our elite athletes. And he really said some really, I, I, I can't even go into the whole talk because some of the things he said were just, 
were kind of mind blowing that it's almost, you have to go get his book and read his book to, to hear some of the things that he just, that he had talked about. Okay. So some of the things he sat there in terms of the sports gene, and this is David Epstein that he's talking. Okay. What he is saying, what, what the message he was giving us when we're talking about working with our athletes is so often when we're working with our athletes, we're trying to get them to a new level. We're trying to get them to understand something. We're trying to get them to, to reach their potential through all these different avenues. And we have this whole time we've been doing this and we've been working with our athletes. We've been thinking about the athlete as hardware. Okay. Been thinking about the athlete as hardware. Okay. And, and, and that this is the way the athlete is hardwired. And so we need to get the most out of them. But what he is saying is if we talk about the, this idea of using computers and technology and understand how computers work, really it's the software that's the most important thing. Yes, the athlete is, is, is wired a certain way, but what is the software that you're programming that athlete to use in order to get to the next level? Think about that for just a second. This goes back to we can't we, we don't need to follow all the rules. We need to create the rules. How are we going to impact our athletes? How can we work with our athletes? How can we make a difference with our athletes? Maybe we need to change the software that we're putting into our athletes and how we examine and look at things. And honestly, his, his talk was so impactful. And really, I need to read the book in order to really digest everything he talked about in that 40 minutes um, to really give you some ideas. But I, I have one thing, one other thing I just wanted to share with you is that every single person that I know requires some form of feedback in order for them to grow. We give feedback in, in the classroom. We give feedback when we're working uh, in, in corporate America. We give feedback when we're dealing in our family environment. And when we get to coaching and we get to working with our athletes, I think there's a disconnect on how we deal with feedback. Okay? And, and I'm guilty of this myself. I think there's a disconnect on how we deal with feedback. And one of the things that, he, that, that, that was said is that for feedback to be, to be effective, it needs to be immediate. Okay, I, I, I got that piece. I, I get that. For us to, for feedback to be effective, it needs to be immediate. So how can we use feedback in such a way that we can get the most of our athletes? Here's my, here's the challenge that we often see with coaches. Our feedback is about what they're doing wrong. Our feedback is telling them how to solve the problem. Our, we might give encouraging feedback. I've seen coaches that give the encouraging feedback about what they're doing right. But the problem with all three forms of those feedback is not one of them engaged in a learning process for the athlete to become better. Our feedback, our feedback needs to come in the form of questions. As a coach, can you step back and ask questions of your athletes? and allow them to think into the answer. 
Allow them to think into the solution. Allow them to come up with their own rules to solve the problem rather than giving them the answer or the feedback. You're doing it wrong, and this is the way you need to do it. You're doing it right, and this is how you can do it better. Yeah, that's feedback, but it's not effective feedback. Feedback has to be engaging to the athlete so that they engage in the process of learning themselves. Film is a great thing with athletes. I love film. I used to, you know, I, I like I like to watch film because it gives it gives the athlete to sit there and really look at what they did, right? And you can confirm what you saw on the field. But now that I'm looking at this idea of film, rather than taking these clips of film and showing my athletes what they did right and what they did wrong, it's a matter of can we take these clips of film, show them the clips of film, and ask them the questions? How much more powerful is it going to be when the athlete can take those, those answers that they've designed, that have been part of their thought process and their questioning, and that they can actually come up with the solution? And to be honest with you, it might be a better solution than what you have as a coach anyways. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? that there's actually another solution besides what we think we have in our own mind as a coach. So as, as we went on, the, the one of the next sessions I went to is I went to the session on eSports. And you know what? I didn't realize exactly how big a business eSports is. But eSports is, is, going to cha is changing our global economy. It's changing the way we are looking at sports. What exactly is sports? This, this, is, this is the gaming that's happening. You know, where, where thousands of people are coming together to watch people play video games. People are playing video games with each other across a, a global world. And there's big money in make in this. We listened to a, a, a young man who won a competition, a collegiate competition in gaming for Arizona State University. He received a scholarship to attend college, and he dropped out of college to become a professional gamer. That's how big this industry is. And so it left me leaving, leaving the, the, the session was what I need to ask myself is what is happening with this idea of gaming and why are we looking at this, the, this huge thing in this business? Um, and, and here's one thing that said is civilization has a 100% failure rate. We better be willing to do things differently. Listen to that for a second. Civilization has a 100% failure rate. We better be willing to do things differently. The reason I wrote that down is because this e-gaming platform is not going away, folks. Okay? It's evolving, and it's going to become bigger. And we have, we have two choices. We can fight it, or we can accept it. And if we choose to accept it, we need to start to accept it and see how we can use it to make a better impact in sports. I don't know what that answer is. I really don't. Okay. I have no idea what the answer is. All I know is it's something that we need to address. And then I went to a session on, on youth development in sports. Okay. And youth development in sports, this was, this was, this was a fun session for me. Okay. Because on this session, 
we actually got to be involved in some engagement activities. And I, what I have here is I, I can kind of show you, we, we had some cards that were put on our table, okay? And, and these cards were, what needs or issues do you see in the world of sports that can help, that we can help change, okay? So what needs or issues do you see in the world of sport that, that the world of sports can help change? What is happening out there that sports can help change? And then the next question is, what is a way that you can activate your idea? And then finally, the last question is, what do you really need to make your idea reality? And so we went through this, we went through this activity of, of, of in a group walking through these questions and looking at these questions. And so what I would share with you is I'm going to just share with you a little bit about what my group came up with. Okay. Our group really, we, we, we bounced around all sorts of ideas that what needs or issues can we change? And at the end of the day, the, the need or the issue that we felt that could be changed was that sports could be a platform for social issues, hot topics. We, we can use sports to be a platform for hot topics. And as we continued on our discussion, one of the things that came out of the discussion was we are seeing professional athletes that are starting to use sports as a platform for hot topics. But what was really, what was really uh, powerful out of this is we started to realize that it's professional sports athletes that are using the platform, and we're missing a whole target of athletes to give them a platform. And so we, our idea was. Can we create an opportunity for grassroots sports to make social change? And what do I mean by grassroots sports? I'm talking about our youth. Our youth have ideas. They have experiences. They have issues they face every day. Can we give a platform for our youth to make change through sports. And so what, how, how are we going to activate our idea? How do we want to activate our idea? And so as we continue to talk about how we're going to activate our idea, we came up with an acronym called GAMES. We, we came up with this acronym called GAMES. And GAMES is grassroots activism. Grassroots activism through the movement and engagement of sports. In other words, we want to give our youth a platform to engage others in discussion on how we can make a change in sports. Here's the model right now that we see that happens with activism in sports. It's top down. In other words, we are seeing our, our celebrity athletes are being the voice of change, the voice of activism. And we want to be bottom up. We want to start on the bottom. Let's start on the grassroots level. I don't know where this is going to go, but we want to see it go somewhere. So how, do, how can we create this idea of giving our youth a platform for their voice to be heard to change the world of sports? 
And so games is our idea. And we're, we're going we're gonna to focus on games, and we're going to look at ways we can do it. And so then the question is, what do we need to make that happen? We need people that want to see, give our, our children, our youth, a voice. And we're going to use sports as a way to give them that voice. We want, we want to have the celebrities, the sports celebrities, bring the youth alongside them and support the youth in what that mission is going to be. And so we're going to start to reach out to those celebrities. And how can we reach out to those celebrities and, and what they can do to help give our youth? So keep an eye out for it. Maybe down the road you're going to see games, grassroots activism and movement through the engagement in sports for our youth. As I go into the idea of the second half, guys, I wanted to talk a little bit about how we deal with adversity. So there was a panel. This was, a, well, this was the last session I was at. There was a panel, and on that panel was, uh, was um, Cluey. I don't know how many of you guys know Mr. Cluey. He was the punter for the Minnesota Vikings. Okay? One of the, he's been one of the most successful punters in the NFL. And then they, they had a couple of other. They had um, Kim Hampton was also on the, on the, uh, on the panel. And talking about, you know, she was a former WNBA player. But what I really want to do is I want to focus on this idea of adversity and dealing with adversity and failure and how we deal with that. So Chris Cluey, great punter for for the Minnesota Vikings, and he starts to share our story with us. He's playing for the Vikings, and he's playing at the Vikings during the time that the same-sex marriage issue was a hot topic. And Minnesota, like a number of states, was starting to have a vote on this hot topic of same-sex marriage. And Chris came out and spoke on it, saying, we need to support it. Why are we, we should not, we should not, we should give people, regardless of their sexual orientation, the same rights. And if same-sex marriage is, is, is one of those rights we're going to give them, we need to give them that. And the funny thing is, he said, when I stood out on this issue, shortly after that, I was no longer playing for the Vikings. And then he went on to say, I, I, I went and played for the Raiders for a year, and then I continued to, to push this issue. And eventually, I was, not, I was having a hard time finding a spot to play professional football. But he stuck true to what his message was, and that everybody has a right to be heard. See, he's using his platform as a professional athlete through the adversity of losing his position, losing his job. He's not losing focus of his voice. And in doing so, he's creating a bigger platform, a, a, a greater message. And, uh, you know, I think we can all see where, where the U.S. has gone. We, it's, it's now, from the federal standpoint, it, it's recognized. So we have someone that is in sports that is standing up for what he believes, and in standing up for what he believes, he's going to deal with adversity. He's going to deal with failure, but he stuck true to what he, what he believed. And now he has a bigger platform and bigger things are happening, and we're seeing greater change that's happening. Kaepernick, standing up for what he believed. Are we ever going to see Kaepernick in the NFL again? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if I even agree with what Kaepernick stands for. I mean, I, I've got some questions about some of his things. But the fact is, he's standing up for what he believes, and that is what I respect, is that he's standing up for what he believes. 
And so that's the most important thing is can you stand up for you what you believe? We need to, we need to allow our kids that opportunity to stand up for what they believe. We, we have a great responsibility for our kids, and let's use that responsibility for our kids. Um, so it, it, out, of that, out of that message, I got to talk to Chris afterwards, and Chris is going to be one of our guests on our future shows. Probably within the next couple of weeks, we'll hopefully have Chris as a guest on our show because I really would like him to speak more into what he shared with us. Tim Hampton, she was, she was one, of the, one of the trailblazers in the, NW, in the WNBA, and she just shared with us again the challenges of, of, of a female athlete and what the female athlete has had to go through. And one of the challenges that she shared with us is early on, in the process of the end of the WNBA coming to to its to to together, and they start into that first season. All of a sudden, the women felt they had a platform to be able to share to share their messages, to share what they were passionate about. And and Kim, she, you know, she sat there and says, "I support you guys. I I you know, I'm going to support you and give you this platform." But you have to understand also. We have been given an incredible opportunity. We need to take this opportunity to make change for women in sports. So what the message was that I heard in there was that when you're given a platform, you have to be aware of everyone that is impacted by that platform. That was, that, that was pretty powerful because all of a sudden when a platform is made and you're given a platform to be on, what can you do with your platform? And you have to be aware that your platform impacts more than you. And so when Kim was working with these other young women in the WNBA and supporting what their issues were that were beyond sport, she was still in tune with the issues as they related directly to women in sports and making sure that, that, that the female basketball player, the professional basketball player, was going to have a place to play, and it wasn't just going to be a one and done thing. And and we can see that the WNBA has, has come full full circle, and is really a great platform for our female athletes, and 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 in a jumping spot for other female sports to make that 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 jump into the professional paid world of sports. And now endorsements can come out of that. So there's a lot of things that come out of that. So the message here again that I heard from. From this and the adversity that Kim dealt with is once there's a platform, be aware that there are other people that are affected by your platform and make sure that you're in tune with that. So as, as I wrap this up, as we come to the close of the show and we talk about when we want to leave a legacy and what are the legacy questions, one of the legacy questions I ask is what do you know that I need to know in order to grow? And I'll leave you with this. What do I know right now that you need to know in order to grow? That there's so much out there that you just got to jump in and, and, and take a dive into learning. You know, invest in yourself and invest in yourself by what you listen to, what you read, what you're gonna what you're gonna be focusing on, because you're gonna get something out of every experience you have. And then get your journal. Get a journal. Okay. Open up your journal and start to digest what you're learning. Because I can go back to my journal and I can look and see, okay, what did I learn in this, in this instance? What did I learn here? So what do I know that you need to know in order to grow is number one, jump in, listen, engage, and journal about it. 
And then finally, what are you most excited about? So what am I most excited about right now? I'm most excited about the athlete of significance. The athlete of significance is that I want to make a change in the world of sports through the athlete of significance. And that here's the deal. X's and O's is only part of the game. It's everything beyond the X's and O's that matters. And that's where significance lies. And when we can make an impact with our youth, when we can make an impact with our coaches, when we can make an impact with our parents, that sport is more than just the X's and O's. Sport is about significance. And we can develop athletes of significance. We're going to make a real impact. And I'm going to leave you with that because over the course of the next two to three weeks, we're going to show you what we mean by making an impact with the athlete of significance. Thank you for joining our show today. Thank you for coming on Facebook Live. The people that came on Facebook Live, I appreciate you guys coming out. Share this show with other people throughout Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever you're at. I'm going to record. I'm going to take the voice recording. I'm going to upload that to our regular podcast. And next week, we'll be back on our regular show, the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast with our guest that we're going to talk about their mentors and how they've learned from their adversity and failure and how they're leaving their legacy. You guys have a great day.